Welcome to day three of our look at Romans chapter 14 and daily drive time devotions. We're looking again today at verses 10 to 12, focusing in on God's judgment. Yesterday we talked about our judgment of one another. Today we're going to focus on God's judgment. What about God's judgment of us? Verses 10 to 12 of Romans 14 say this, You then, why do you judge your brother? Or why do you look down on your brother? And then this phrase, For we will all stand before God's judgment seat. It is written, as surely as I live, says the Lord, every knee will bow before me, every tongue will confess to God. And then in verse 12, so then each of us will give an account of himself to God. Therefore, let us stop passing judgment on one another. Instead, make up your mind not to put any stumbling block or obstacle in your brother's way. Now, wait a minute, you might be thinking, I thought Christians didn't have to face this final judgment, this final moment of wondering whether they got into heaven or not. What is this about, this we all stand before God's judgment seat? We will all give an account, because Paul is obviously talking to Christians here. The question is, will I be judged as a believer? How will I be judged as a believer? It is important to understand that the Bible talks about two times of judgment at the end of the world, one for unbelievers and one for believers. The time of judgment for those who have not believed in Jesus Christ is called in the Bible the great white throne judgment. At this judgment, everyone who did not believe in Christ will hear their final judgment, their sentencing of separation from God. Those who trust in Christ, the Bible says, will not face this judgment. The picture that a lot of us have in our minds is not a true biblical picture. And you know the picture I'm talking about. You're in this line with tens of thousands of others and the line is snaking behind you as far as the eye can see. In front of you, you see these pearly gates and St. Peter with a a clipboard. And the closer you get, you're saying to yourself, I hope my name is on that list. I hope my name is on his list. Listen, because of what Jesus Christ has done for you, not only is your name on the list, you won't even be in that line. Because the moment you ask Jesus Christ to be your savior, that was settled. You've already passed, the Bible says, from death to life. Listen to what Jesus promises in John 5, 24. I'm telling you the truth. Those who hear my words and believe in him who sent me have eternal life. They will not be judged. They've already passed from death to life. So what is this that Paul is talking about if we don't face that judgment about everyone giving an account of himself to God? Well, there is a judgment for believers that is different from this great white throne judgment. It is called Well, it's been called by theologians over the years, the Bema judgment. Paul writes about it in 2 Corinthians 5.10. For we must all appear before the judgment seat of Christ. Same phrases as used in Romans 14. That each one may receive what is due him for the things done while in the body, whether good or bad. This, This is called the Bema judgment because the Greek word judgment seat is the word Bema in these verses. When we hear all will stand before Christ. That means me. That means you. That means every believer who's ever lived. This is not a judgment about whether I'm in heaven for all of eternity. This is a judgment that's all about rewards or the loss of rewards. This is a judgment that's all about Jesus saying, well done, good and faithful servant, and giving me rewards for what he has done. We will all be tested in the presence of Jesus. And what we have built into our life that does not last, the empty things will be lost. Our works will be tested. And then in the presence of all, we will be rewarded for the things that we've done, the things that we've built into our lives that will last. 1 Corinthians 3 gives one of the clearest pictures of how this judgment will work. 1 Corinthians 3, 10 to 15 says this, 
by the grace of God given to me, I laid a foundation as an expert builder and someone else is building on it. But each one should be careful how he builds, for no one can lay a foundation other than the one that's already laid, which is Jesus Christ. If any man builds on this foundation using gold, silver, costly stones, wood, hay, or straw, his work will be shown for what it is, because the day will bring it to light. That's the day of judgment. It will be revealed with fire, and the fire will test the quality of each man's work. If what he has built survives, he will receive a reward. If it is burned up, he will suffer loss. He himself will be saved, but only as one escaping through the flames. The truths in this chapter are this. What we've built into our lives that will last will be rewarded. That's what happens at that time of judgment. What we've built into our lives that will not last will be lost. But then he reminds us that whatever our rewards are lost, our salvation is secure. And here, this judgment is pictured as a fire, a fire that tests the quality of every person's work. God is testing. And what I've done that lasts, the prayers that I prayed, the people that I've witnessed to and won to Christ, the character that I've built, the heart that I've developed for God, all those things that last will last all the way into eternity. That is an incredible reward. The things that I have done that are empty, that are only about possession, that are only about my own popularity, that are only about my own selfishness, those things will be burned up. They will not last. And so 1 Corinthians 4 or 5 says this, Therefore judge nothing before the appointed time. Wait till the Lord comes. He will bring to light what is hidden in darkness. He'll expose the motives of men's hearts. At that time, each will receive his praise from God. I love that phrase, praise from God. That's what this Bema judgment, this judgment of believers is all about. And many people stand in fear of it, thinking God's going to point out all the wrong things I've done. No, those will just be lost. Those will be lost. And there is a, maybe a moment of grief. But you won't feel it in heaven because there's no tears in heaven. This Bema judgment is more a time of praise. Each will receive his praise from God. It's a day to look forward to. We're told in scriptures that believers will be rewarded based on three specifics. Our actions, Matthew 16, 27 says, we'll be rewarded for our actions. Our thoughts, Jeremiah 17, 10 tells us that we will receive a reward according to what our thoughts have been. God examines our mind and will be also rewarded according to our words. Matthew 12, 36, we give an account of even every careless word that we have spoken. We'll be rewarded for that. This means that every time I act in a Christ-like way, that has eternal impact. It has reward in somebody else's life and also reward in my life. Every time I think in a Christ-like way, that has eternal impact. And every time I speak in a Christ-like way, that has eternal impact because there will be a day, there will certainly be a day when Jesus looks us in the eye and for every faithful act, for every faithful word, for every faithful thought says, well done good and faithful servant. And as you and I think about judgment, how we judge other believers, how we judge ourselves, one of the key truths to understanding judgment in this world is that I live to look forward to that day. In fact, as we pray in these next few moments, I'd like to pray and look forward to that day in prayer. Jesus, right now, we picture together that day when we're gonna stand before you we're going to stand before you in praise, praising you for all that you've done for us, praising you for giving your life for us on the cross, praising you for your resurrection and the life that you've given to us, and praising you for the daily actions, the daily prayers of intercession, the daily way that you've worked in our lives as we followed you. 
And then, Jesus, these verses remind us today that you will praise us for every word, every thought, every action that has been done out of faith towards you. And then, Jesus, I expect that whatever praise you give to us in that moment, we're going to reflect immediately back to you. Because every word, every thought, every action that we did in faith, it's all because of you anyway. Because of what you've done for us. Because of your love, your grace, and your power. We praise you for your heart of love towards us. We look forward in this moment of that day that we stand before you. We don't have to be afraid of that day. You've already settled our eternal destiny. We don't have to be afraid of that day. You've already told us that we're your children. You want us to be with you where you are. So we look forward to that day when we stand before you together. In your name, amen. Well, tomorrow we're going to focus in on verse 13 of this 14th chapter of the book of Romans and the question, who are those who are weak in faith? 